Menace to Sports is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity, like Progressive Home and Auto Policies. They're best when bundled, too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save over $775 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings is $779 by new customers surveyed who save with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary, not available in all states. Menace Nation, it's Menace Morning Time. Wake them up, wake them up, wake them up, wake them up. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. Trying to hide from the camera. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. I ain't going outside today. No big. Couldn't find our tea. So I'm drinking on egg today. I feel like Pac. I'm going to pull up my star. We're going to do a drive-by in the rain. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. It is Thursday, January 20th. Hard to believe we are 20 days into 2022 already. And uh, winter is, I, I, I do a countdown, Chris. Uh, uh, it's like, all right, we got about six weeks left till till this is not as miserable. Yeah. And, uh, we might be able to go outside without bundling up. But welcome to Menace in the Morning. I am here, Zach Smith, your host, with my co-host, Chris Drew. Um, excited to just talk, have conversation about college football because it's ever changing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of things, a lot of hirings, a lot of firings, a lot of movement. Um, Jim Harbaugh might be leaving Michigan. Nick Saban's hiring coaches. Um, RJ Young's being an idiot. Like it is <laughs> a typical Thursday in in January. Those things are going on. Um, a couple things to get out of the way. First of all, we're, we're we're picking our YouTube back up next week, and so. If you could go subscribe to me uh, for us, youtube.com forward slash menace to sports, the number two, and uh, hit subscribe and click the bell. We have about 5,221 uh, subscribers right now, about, you know, roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you could go subscribe, try to get us to 6K, we will relaunch the YouTube video. Also, a little platform news. Um, trying to nail down some interviews. Uh, obviously, Jamison Williams has, has committed to coming on the show, but he just had surgery. Tate Martell was all about it. And then kind of went cold yesterday. Probably had, I mean, he's a bit, you know, busy transitioning into the business world. But go ahead and tag Tate and, and tell him you want him to come on the show because we're going to transition as we launch our YouTube. We're going to do the morning show every morning. Mm-hmm. We're going to launch our YouTube and pump out video content on there. And then the main episodes of the podcast that have always been a staple of the show, they will be kind of bonus episodes as we get something that I think is just great value. To you because I don't want to do an hour show every Tuesday, Thursday, or every Wednesday and just give you a bunch of nonsense. And and not that I would ever do that, but I don't want to just create content to create content. I only want things on this show to be A1A, top shelf. And so that's the plan moving forward. Hoping to have a couple episodes here in the next week or two. Also going to bring on Eric Lichter to talk about the sports science side of development. I'm going to try to get Quincy Avery and a couple other people to talk more, more football high-level IQ football stuff. So that's the plan. Uh, I do have some gambling stuff for you, Chris. Our partner, MyBookie, as everyone knows, uh, with promo code MENACE, if you sign up 
a new account. Use the promo code Menace. You get a free deposit match. And I want to give you out our handicappers golf picks for for this uh, this tournament today. And if you don't get them today, you can bet them live. But I'll I'll come back with a parlay probably tomorrow. But here's how we bet golf, Chris, on on, uh, on my bookie. So we go on there and we pick. Uh, this time we picked five golfers. Right, you put a little bit of money on them because you pick a golfer to win a tournament at the beginning of the tournament, it pays out huge, right? Mm-hmm. And my bookie's the best site at, 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 that that I've seen it doing it. So we 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 risk about thirty units, which let's say it's ten bucks a unit, that's three hundred bucks. And the the least we could win if one of these five wins is six hundred bucks, right? Or I'm sorry, six thousand dollars, right? Sixty units on thirty units. Wait, that's not right. Six hundred bucks. I was right the first time. <laughs> uh, so you go to my book, bookie, use promo code Menace, and we're firing 10 units on John Rahm, five units on Scott Scheffler, five units on Corey Connors, five units on Matthew Wolf, and five units on Abraham Answer. For instance, if Matthew Wolf wins, you'll bet 300 bucks to win 1500 bucks. So it's a way to, uh, we're, they, I'm telling you, our handicappers are unbelievable at golf. So go to my bookie, use that promo code, and uh, let's, let's, let's play a little American Express golf tournament gambling. Um, so that is that Chris, uh, we also have our mailbag tomorrow. So go Mm -hmm. leave us a five-star review, drop your questions. A couple people that have already reviewed mentioned that they can't re-review and drop a a question. So you can always email those or tweet them at, at menace to sports because that is coming tomorrow. What else do I got? Oh, spaces, Chris Mm -hmm. spaces at two o'clock tomorrow. We will be on Twitter. So go to menace to sports at menace to sports on Twitter, follow them or us, (laughs) and then click the bell. So you know, when we're going on. Right. All right, that's it. No Four way. Minutes. One last thing: Super Bowl squares. We are ah, doing those. Super Bowl squares. So I will put that graphic out uh, tomorrow. I think Friday I'll launch it. Sure. But the Super Bowl squares board is up and running. Uh, a couple people have already bought squares. One hundred bucks a square. Payouts: five hundred dollars first quarter, five hundred dollars third quarter, one thousand dollars halftime, and three thousand dollars if you hit the final score. So that is coming out Friday. But you can buy them now. Venmo at Camera Media or email Zach at Menace Two Sports. All right, done. What do, you, what do you got, Chris? <laughs> so Nick Saban is making some moves. Obviously, Ryan Day is not the only one that's getting busy uh, in, the, in the hiring world. Um, Nick Saban, it, it hasn't been announced yet, but been talked about um, a couple of new additions to the staff, one of which you know pretty well, Zach, right? Yeah, so so just kind of hit the news wire that, that he was hiring. Uh, well, he's going to hire Travars Robinson uh, as the corners coach, and, and, and T-Rob is one of the – bigger personalities in recruiting uh he were mm-hmm. you know when he was at florida i mean he's been all over you look up his resume he's been everywhere and uh he was somebody that you always knew you were you were in on one of the top guys when t-rob walked in and there's a couple guys like that nationally probably at some point chris we i need to do a list of kind of the guys that when you walked in and you were recruiting against this group you knew there's gonna be a dog fight it also might not be completely uh shade free it might, <laughs> might be a little shady here and there but T-Rob, and I'm not talking about T-Rob. I'm just talking about within the group of you know top-level recruiters in college football. And T-Rob is definitely one of them. So that would be a huge get for, for Alabama and obviously huge for T-Rob to kind of, you know, and to work for Nick Saban is always a, yeah. a huge resume booster. So that's the first move that, that is pretty much finalized. The other one is they just hired Coleman Hutzler, the Ole Miss special teams coordinator. Uh, and I don't know what for <laughs> because – he he's he's made a career. So Coleman was a GA at Florida under Urban Meyer after I left. I don't know him that well, but I know him, you know, several people that worked with him there. And he's like DJ Durkin's guy. That's how he ended up at Ole Miss. He's uh was DJ's guy at Stanford as an analyst. And uh he he then he went to Florida as an analyst. 
And and so he was obviously got to Ole Miss because DJ Durkin is the D coordinator there. And so I don't know what Nick Saban hired him for because he has a special teams coordinator. He has linebackers coaches. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what job he has. Is this one of these, like, you know, walk in the room and you and you look around and it's like, well, somebody's got to go? Or do you think they're going to find, like, a senior analyst role for him? Or, uh, well, I, I just don't know why you would leave Ole Miss on the field to, to go be an analyst. So I would imagine that means something is going on at Alabama. Someone's leaving for an NFL job more than likely. Um, or, you know, taking a coordinator job from a position coach's job. But I did think it was funny because it is it, it, it was kind of my – the opportunity that I had in my career was was to take the job that was offered to me with Nick Saban and be the only guy ever that has worked for Urban Meyer and Nick Saban. That was my deal, mm-hmm. right? And in and, and the article that kind of on Football Scoop that broke that this was happening, they said that he would – Coleman Hutzler would be that, you know, the first guy to do that, right? Work for Urban Meyer and Nick Saban. And I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, he did. He was a GA, though. That doesn't really count, does it? I mean, it does. You were yeah. around Nick's uh, like a full time on the field coach is kind of what I mean. Yeah, you want to you want to be you know what you want to be on the road with Nick. I mean, mm-hmm. to say you work for a guy, I get it. Being a GA, you learn a lot about the program, but you don't learn the intimate details of what that head coach does running a program, right? You, there's not as much value placed on you. There's those one on one meetings where you know I would you know when I was a full time coach versus when I was a GA for Urban, it's just vastly different, right? You're involved in conversations the GAs don't know about. You go on the road recruiting. You like I, I've been with just me and Urban Meyer on the road recruiting. I don't know thirty times. Like you learn so much about how they operate on the road. You overhear phone calls they're making, running the program. Like you learn so much more. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I guess this is the closest thing to a full time coach working for both coaches. Um, but but I did I did think it, that was that that was cool. That's a cool fun fact, right? He he will be the first one that I know of assistant um, to thee, though. <laughs> yeah, right. And so the problem that I had, I was like, when it, when I read that, I said, well, he wasn't a full time coach. So I pulled up his bio, and in his bio it says he was the uh, assistant to the linebackers and special teams coordinator at Florida, right? So. <laughs> That's that, very uh, assistant to the regional manager, like Dwight Schrute type. Right. Uh, type <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> but then if you go down to his coaching career, it says from 2010 to 2011 at Florida, he was the special teams coordinator and linebackers coach. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. No, he wasn't. I mean, that's <laughs> that's false advertising. That's, and I'm sure it's a mistake by a, I don't know, an SID somewhere. But it's he's listed as the linebackers coach and special teams coordinator at Florida in 2010, 2011, when that was, I mean, DJ Durkin. It was. Yep. It, it wasn't him. It was DJ Durkin, and so I, I just thought that was funny. But he, it, it's of note that either someone's leaving Nick Saban's staff on defense, mm-hmm. or the special teams coordinator, or something happened with with this guy, and he's taken an off the field analyst role. Which that I mean, unless he did something wrong to get fired at Ole Miss, I don't see why he would do that. Well, let me push back to to that a little bit. Could this be like a a, a Matt Guerrieri position? Because you know Matt came from uh, being a, a co DC at Duke to kind of coming over to be a senior analyst. Right, but he was unemployed. A, yeah, he was unemployed. Okay. okay, that's fair. That is Matt fair. Matt Guerrieri w- would never have made that move if, if he, was he was still the D coordinator at Duke. You don't leave mm-hmm. a coordinator job on the field job to go be an analyst unless Alabama's just dropping bags off. Like if if you're paying a <laughs> you know, $500,000 to be an analyst. Like, okay, I could see that, but I don't see the value in that. You already have all these coaches that are making that kind of money to do those jobs. Like, is that, is, is an off the field coach really worth it when he's been a successful on the field coach? Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see, because as I've said for the, since I started the podcast, Nick Saban and Alabama have really set the pace. Like they're that lead car in the NASCAR race that kind of 
makes moves on how they build their staff. Nick Saban builds his staff and builds his you know, company flow chart, his structure better than anyone. And then other programs follow suit, like Ryan Day and Ohio State hiring Matt Gutierrez as an off-the-field analyst. Like that is Nick Saban yeah. started that. Mm-hmm. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see because when you watch what Alabama, the moves they make in the offseason, it can tell you the future of college football, honestly, <laughs> because they're, they're just that far ahead of everyone. Yeah. Um, with how they do things. So I'm interested to see what happens if someone does leave. That would make the most sense. If not, boy, we could have another huge change in the landscape of college football. Oh, brother. I do want to ask before I get to RJ Young, I do want to ask you about the Auburn defensive coordinator. Um, Derek Mason is looking at the Oklahoma State DC job, same position. Would this be a step down? Is this, you know, usually you don't see moves from DC um, of an SEC school to then going over to uh, the Big 12? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's definitely an interesting move, right? Especially with mm-hmm. the landscape of the Big 12 changing in the next couple of years with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. I mean, that conference is in limbo, right? It's it's, it's a fragile conference to, yep. to gamble your career on. But what I think it does tell you is that Brian Harson might not be the guy at Auburn, right? And I never, I always, I thought it was an odd hire. I, I didn't think it would work out. I mean, a guy from Boise State that that has been a Boise guy his whole life is going to jump in the SEC and compete with Nick Saban. So I think it's more a testament to Derek Mason saying, you know what? I don't see how we ever get over the hump and beat Nick Saban. And I don't want to, you know, ride this Titanic ship into the icy cold waters. I'd rather go be at Oklahoma State for Mike Gundy, who's not getting fired anytime soon. At least I have stability, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the move you, you have to look at because we, I used to talk about it all the time with assistant coaches because I knew Urban so well. It was like, at what point do you need to get the fuck out? Because Urban is a five- to six-year coach if things are going well, right? It happened at Ohio State. It happened at Florida. Uh, maybe seven at the most, but he's not going to be a 15-year head coach because I, – I, because I I mean, we could go into why, but because of the way his program's built, like after five, six, seven years, it's like, it's a little, he's stale, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the players, it's time for change. And, and for him even, like he needs a different obstacle. Um, so I, w- I used to have that conversation, like, all right, what point do you leave? Even if it's for, even if it's for a lateral move or even like, you know, let's say I'm the receiver coach at Ohio State, I might take the receiver coach's job at, at Oklahoma State or somewhere like that. I, I mean, probably wouldn't, but you get my point. At yeah. some point, you, you need to think about your career. Because if Urban Meyer up and retires, resigns, whatever, you could be out of a job and and looking to go to Akron or Bowling Green just to just to get a job and stay in the stay in the game, and that's what a guy like Derek Mason, who's been around forever, obviously was a head coach at Vanderbilt, has been in a number of places. That's what he's got to think about, right? Long term, his career. What's the best move to keep him on the up and up? Because once you're fired, it's a bitch, man. I got a, a good friend of mine is got fired at Colorado State mainly because Steve Adazio went off his fucking went off his rocker uh, <laughs> on referees and all kinds of shit this year and got fired for it. And now there's a number of coaches uh, at Colorado State that are looking for jobs. They got fired, and it's, it's, it's a bitch. You don't ever want to be in that position because you got kids, you got a wife, you got family. I mean, it's, it's a hard place to be. So that's why I think he would do it uh, is just for stability. Speaking of coaches that don't make long stops, Zach, um, this Jim Harbaugh stuff to the NFL – it doesn't seem to go away. We heard it with Ryan Day and the Bears. Um, that seemed to go away. Ryan Day, you know, got rid of the, the defensive staff, brought a new one, obviously made moves that would suggest he will be here long term. Then there's some rumors about uh, him having that extension soon. But with this uh, with this Jim Harbaugh stuff, you know, he's never been in a place more than four years. 
Um, this is year seven at, at University of Michigan. They beat Ohio State, and now the belief is that Michigan is worried and that if offered the Raiders job, he will go. What do you have to make of this? Well, first of all, that is the most clickbait shit I've ever seen. I read the article, and <laughs> he he would, according to an anonymous source within the program, he would take the Raiders job if offered. It right? felt like a uh, an agent plant more than, but than anything. Like, that is such that is such a childish and just an uh, an irresponsible thing to report. One because mm. that could com completely be fabricated, right? We're talking third hand information. It was probably some intern or GA or equipment guy that 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 was the anonymous source from within the program. And what what, what does that mean? He would he would consider taking it if it was offered. Well, no shit. <laughs> Wouldn't anyone? Like, if it was offered, wouldn't you at least momentarily consider taking it? Like, it's the most clickbait bullshit I've ever heard. Like, and not to mention, like, yeah, if they're going to throw $12 million a year at him, yeah, he's definitely going to consider it. And, and that's if they want to offer it to him. So it, it's, a, it's, there's a lot of smoke. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Um, there's a lot of when we're usually where there's smoke, there's fire. That's usually driven by agents and, and dri or driven by Jim himself, whether it's to get leverage or to actually maybe land an NFL job. But these articles speculating to, you know, some intern said that he might take it if it is offered is like, shut up. Like you were just trying to hit the headline circuit, trying to get clicks. And maybe we should do that. Maybe we should name this show like breaking news, Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders. <laughs> we'll do that. Let's, let's yes. play clickbait. And see what the numbers do. We'll report back to you because I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL. I really don't. I think they're they're fueling this this story to drive clicks right now. And I do I do think there's there's interest uh, on both sides. But this is not some foregone conclusion. He's not been offered anything. No, none of those teams have decided he's their guy. He he has not decided to take a job. Um, so this is all premature. And honestly, I don't see Jim Harbaugh doing it. I don't think he's smart enough to know or, or I don't think he's level-headed enough right, to know that they're not going to do what they did this year next year. I think he's so conceited that he believes they will repeat their performance this year, their success this year, next year, and moving forward, and he can really become the – he can rule the roost. He can be the king of the castle in the Big Ten. I think he believes that, and I, I obviously don't, but I think he believes that. He's got that much of an ego – and it's at Michigan. It's at his alma mater. He is now like a god in Ann Arbor. And that's what he always wanted, right? And he finally achieved it. I don't see him running to take the fucking Raiders job. I just don't. But could we get Menace Army to kind of fool the internet, see if we can get some responses out of some uh, some major, you know, networks saying not able to confirm, you know, Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders? Absolutely. Everyone right, just start tweeting yeah. about it. Like, just tweet. Like, oh Holy shit. At, at Menace to Sports bro just broke. Jim's gone. Give Harbaugh to the Raiders. Let's fuck with the media. I'm here for it. Let's do yes, it. So we'll we'll title it. the show that breaking news. Jim Harbaugh uh, agrees to terms with the Raiders, mm -hmm. and uh, and then you guys all tweet it out. The, it's on the one yard line and fill out some fake contract numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So let's do it, Menace Army. Let let's fuck with ESPN mm -hmm. and Adam Schefter and all these people. Let's break the news right here, and it's complete bullshit. He has not bullshit. fucking agreed to anything with the Raiders, and if he has, we don't know. We, yeah. we just. I'm just going to make it up. So let's play clickbait. Let's see how it goes. And I want to yeah. see the numbers to the show. I bet you the numbers <laughs> go crazy. So let's do it. Let's fuck with the sports media. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to ask you um, kind of 
nice little thing to wrap up the show with. If you were building your ideal college football staff, what would it be? And I don't want you to go off the rag. I don't want like Ryan Day is the OC. Nick Saban is like the uh, Bill Belichick is the DC. I want like if you were building an actual, you know, college football, like within reason kind of staff, what would your staff be? Man. Um, I'll give you my initial thoughts of guys that I would definitely want to hire. But then I think that that's a great episode, just kind of the, the so ideal staff of 2022. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe we'll do a main episode and I'll actually, you know, really sink some time into it. But off the yeah. cuff, um, you know, depends on where you're at, depends on who you can get, obviously. Uh, yeah. we, we will go with no demotions, but lateral move movement is is acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would I would definitely bring in Justin Fry to be the be the O line coach, right? And I'm not even gonna get dub coordinators. Maybe I'll dub play callers, but yeah. um, I would definitely bring Justin Fry in to be the the O-line coach. Um, I would I would hire Brian Hartline probably to coach receivers. Um, Gasp. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would Keenan Bailey would have to be a full-time coach on my staff in some form or fashion, whether it's the tight ends coach or, you know, I, I don't know about quarterbacks as a first job, but, but Keenan Bailey would be in the offensive staff. Let's call him the tight ends coach. Uh, running backs coach, I would hire Stan. Uh, I mean, uh, I would hire, well, Stan Drayton's a head coach now. I couldn't, so I would hire Tony Alford for sure. Um, let's see, quarterback coach is tough. That is tough. I don't have a quarterback coach for you right now. I mean, I love Corey Dennis, but I, I'm not well versed enough in the quarterback realm to oversee that room with Corey like Ryan does. And Corey's still a young coach, a promising, bright future young coach. But I don't know if I could hand the keys to the to the Chevrolet or, or the 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 Maserati. I guess this is a Maserati um, over to Corey to, to coach quarterback. So I'd have to think about that one um, on offensive staff. So that's that rounds out the offensive staff. Only I don't have a quarterback coach defensively. Um, hmm, that's a great question. So D line, I would hire Randall Joiner for sure. He would be my my Larry Johnson you know, 2.0, he would be the D line coach. I would hire Sean Cronin to coach linebackers, um, in the secondary is tough. I I would probably hire Fran Brown. Who's at Rutgers right now to, to coach corners. Uh, he was in on the the temple head coaching job with Stan Drayton. If you didn't know, um, and then I'm going to have to, I would probably hire Matt Thurin. Who's at Boston college right now to be the safeties coach. And then coordinator, I mean, if I, if I could pick anybody, I mean, I would hire Jim Knowles. I really like this defense that he ran at Oklahoma yeah. State. I would hire DJ Durkin. Uh, and there's a couple other ones out there probably if I really think about it. But I think that's kind of just a general Where thought. Where you would start? Uh, okay. that's, that, that would be my short list, and then I would start to invest. So, so let's treat it like that, right? I just got named a head coach. That was, that was my initial list I walked in with, and I'll, I'll research it. I'll research the country right now, really think of guys that maybe I forgot about, and we'll put together the the dream staff, right? If mm-hmm. I took over at Ohio State or yeah, Menace University. Top, yeah, yeah the top, a top five program, what would my staff be? So that we'll do that. We'll make a main episode out of that next week. That's a good call, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, that's all I have for today. That was you know a nice little short episode, Zach. But do you have anything else? No, that's all oh, I got. Wait, wait, wait. RJ Young. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Damn, what are we doing? Yeah, we can't let I the see. dumbass sports media personality of the right. 2021 season off the hook. Buddy was tweaking. Don't know how he got a I job. I don't understand either. what he when he does this stuff. I know it's yeah. for clickbait. Maybe it's to get us to talk about it, but I just I guess I could never get in the business of of selling my product, right? Mm-hmm. My persona, my platform, and I get clicks because people think I'm an idiot. I just couldn't do that, right? It's like we talked about T-Bone from the local sports media, sports radio here. It's like I can never do that. But he put out his all bowl team, 
And it's like fucking so random. Yeah, it's so random. Um, there's no offensive lineman. You got you got a quarterback, two running backs, tight end, three wide receivers. Um, I think you have one defensive lineman and then corners. It's just it's a mess. It, it's a mess, Zach. And and I don't even I don't even want to talk about snubs because like he snubbed everybody because he well, left off whole position groups. Right. I mean, I don't understand how you you have a D lineman and Trayvon Walker and then a D tackle and the D tackle from Baylor, and that's your only D lineman, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't even pick any other D lineman, and then no offensive lineman at all. Right. And it's just bizarre. You have two running backs, a tight end, three wide receivers. You can't play with six skill guys. Um, I mean, I agree with some of CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigbar on the list mm-hmm. based on the Rose Bowl, which well, is absolutely he, accurate. If, if he messed that up, Zach, I wouldn't even, yeah. even it wouldn't even even been worth talking about. No, but just I, I don't understand what it is. And I it's yeah. it's like it's clickbait. It's just because mm-hmm. they have nothing better to talk about. They're just gonna throw some shit out there and see what sticks. So uh it's just But it's, there is an Oklahoma State uh linebacker on there, the Malcolm Rodriguez kid that he was an all American under Knowles. Made Absolutely. uh made the list so uh <laughs> signs of the future I hope but just it's 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 insane um I mean his his platform blew up he, he definitely you know workaholic was working after it but it feels like once he got to Fox he just off off the off the whatever man it's 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 tough to watch it's tough to listen to also like he'll yell at you for a full thirty minutes and then yeah, he'll yell nonsense at you um about <laughs> you know an, an all bold team um. I hope he doesn't have a Heisman vote or anything like that, but who knows? There's no doubt. And you know what? That just reminded me. <clears throat> Here I am talking about uh, the the new platform. I have to put out the Defensive Menace Awards still. So yep. that look for that episode to come either today or tomorrow. I completely forgot mm. to put that out. I already have it done. I just got to record it. So that episode will come out, and then our Menace Awards will be wrapped up. The 2022 season will be – or 2021 season will be wrapped up, and we can move forward on to recruiting, uh, the offseason, spring ball, getting into the 2020 season and get into all the shit that I hate that everyone does, right? The, the way too early top tens and all that bullshit. Um, but you know, it's fun to do fun to talk about. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow morning on menace in the morning and you will have the defensive awards here either today or tomorrow. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Menace out. Menace out.